117 to 91, the final score. Lakers over the Golden State Warriors, 24 and 11 on the season, second best record in the NBA. Just two games left before the All Star break. Much needed All Star break for the Lakers. Um, you heard, uh, you heard LeBron. I think one of the key things that he just mentioned right there played 48 minutes. You know, it, it's nice to see the Lakers. We've seen so many of these games so far this year where they play a solid half or they got a really good quarter but they don't play 48 minutes through. Tonight, by halftime, the game was over, and Lakers kind of kept pouring it on. So it's not like anything changed as we got to the third quarter, we got to the fourth quarter. It was actually so good. When's the last time that I've sat here in a post-game show and was able to say that LeBron James played 24 minutes tonight? That never happens. That never happens. And, you know, listening to, to Michael and John on the broadcast, Michael always mentions this. Hey, you want to rest some guys? You want LeBron to rest a little bit? Why don't you blow out a couple teams every once in a while? And if you could do that, then you could be in a position like this where LeBron um, only plays 24 minutes. I and mean, we're so accustomed to seeing LeBron play 35, 38, 42, 44 minutes. You know, obviously some of those games that end up in overtime. Um, but just a, uh, a good vibe overall for the Lakers, and you love to see LeBron getting some rest. Uh, phone number is 877-710-ESPN if you want to be a part of the uh, Pizza at Lakers postgame show. Um, how about this as well? Getting a chance to see uh, Damian Jones for the first time for the Lakers, who is obviously playing on that 10, <clears throat> 10-day contract. You know, it's it's interesting. I was telling Michael coming into not this game, the game against Portland. So that would be the first game he was eligible to play. And Michael saw him for a couple years at Golden State. He was trying to describe him. And, you know, what he was mentioning was Damian Jones just jumps out of the – jumps out of the gym – um, is a good rim protector, but his offensive skills, he's all athlete. That that, that basketball, um, you know, just kind of having a knack for the game, that's not part of his skill set. His skill set is athlete first. We got a, a quick look at Damian Jones. Um, what did he play? How many minutes did he end up playing? I'm curious on. Ended up playing eight minutes for the Lakers. Eight points. Had couple block shots, three of three from the field. That's that's not bad. I mean, really for not knowing, not having too many too many expectations uh, for Damon Jones coming into this game, Damian Jones coming into this game. But I, I think you could tell, you know, having a player like that, and I have no idea what's going to happen after the 10-day contract. Maybe he signs another 10-day contract, which can certainly happen. But I think the Lakers obviously just trying to buy some time until Anthony Davis comes back, number one. And number two, uh, they still have, you know, the two roster spots that they have available. I'm sure they're going to be very strategic with how they use those. Um, let me take a couple quick phone calls here. Let's go to uh, James listening on the app in uh, New Jersey. What's going on, James? Hey, what's going on, Wesley? Um, Wesley Matthews. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I mean, he's giving you absolutely nothing, and he's uh, stopping the progress. We have of so many. We have so many good positive he things really to talk is. about, James. He, James. We got <laughs> not, not today, not tonight. I've been, I've been listen. I've been a Lakers fan a lot longer than you've been, my man. So <laughs> if I can listen, I should be allowed to say something when they win as well. Okay. Uh, what, All right. What's, what, what's the deal? What's the deal with West? Matthews has on. no business on. He mm-hmm. has no business on the floor. He's stopping this kid's progress. We need to get this kid ready for when the playoffs comes up because he can play. Mm-hmm. And Matthews can't even stay with somebody defensively. Everybody gets past him. At least this kid can recover with his height and his length by blocking the shot from behind. Matthew gives you absolutely nothing. He's hurting the team by hurting the progress 
of this kid. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you for calling in, James. Thank you for calling in. Listen, I, I, I could I get that you can, you know, we could definitely target a specific player. We can do that. But here's the reality. Lakers just blew out the Warriors. They were up 30-plus points in this game. I don't want to talk about Wesley Matthews tonight. Um, you know, there was such a great balance between all the players tonight. And I know what you're saying. What you're trying to tell me is let's not give Wes Matthews that playing time, give more of that playing time to Taylor Horn Tucker. Well, Tucker's gone through stretches as well where it's not like he's been playing perfect basketball. So I think it's uh, I think tonight's one of those nights where we could focus on what Markeith Morris did. Markeith, by the way, 13 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists. We can focus on um, Dennis Schroeder. That's two games back. He's been fantastic on both sides of the ball. Caruso, another 13 points tonight. Uh, Kuz with 12 points and 11 rebounds. Gasol, 9 points in the first quarter. I mean, there's a number of players that we can hit on uh, coming off of tonight's game. And uh, I certainly don't want to find uh, any negativity tonight because I I do genuinely think these last two games were two solid victories for the Lakers with just two games left to go before the All-Star break. Let me squeeze in one more quick call. Deshaun in Moreno Valley. What's going on, Deshaun? Hey, what's going on, Allen? First thing, I would love for you to call into the Sedano, LZ, and Cap show. Calm those guys down because they're ready to jump off a cliff over – a few losses. Yeah, we'll be but fine. This is the point. I, <laughs> yeah, this is the point I want to make. Mm-hmm. I believe that the trade deadline is around the corner, and we cut Quinn Cook and we added Damian Jones, and that lit a fire under everyone because they know now they have to step up and before they get cut. But it's obvious Schroeder coming back was the number one reason why. That was huge. Deshaun, that was huge, and I appreciate you calling in. I I do want to take a quick listen to Markeith Morris here in in just a second, but I'll say this. In regards to the Lakers will be fine because we're in February, and Anthony Davis and Dennis Schroeder weren't playing. So, um, you know, I I know we could uh, try to – uh, kind of look at things from a, um, you know, from a right, what's right in front of us, but big picture, I just think the Lakers are going to be fine. Um, as far as lighting a fire under everybody, this team's coming off a championship. I think they're fine on that front. They just know that they still got 80 more days to go or whatever the case is before the playoffs start. Here's uh, Markeith Morris, courtesy a Spectrum Sportsnet following the game. All right, Markeith Morris, uh, this one was over early. What did you guys do in that first quarter to set the tone and, and create that big margin in the scoring column there? Um, we, we just played hard. Uh, we remember getting up big last time we played them and uh, those guys coming back late in the game. So we wanted to make our mark early and uh, just keep our foot on the neck throughout the game. Hey, it's a third straight start for you with AD uh, still out, Markeith. What is the area of focus for you when you're in this specific starting lineup next to LeBron, next to Mark in that front court? Um, just, just to get going early, man. Uh, you know, I played with LeBron a lot last year and in the playoffs. Uh, I know, you know early on uh, he's trying to fill the game out, so I just try to you know, get the work done early, take out some of the score load, or at least try to take out some of the score load earlier in the game. You mentioned the defense. Uh, that's really been the key these last two games. And, Marquise, during that playoff run, right, that's where you guys got the job done. Uh, how have you been able to sustain the defense even without AD, who, of course, is so impactful on that end? I'm um, just emphasizing it more. We got a lot of veteran guys that can actually do it, man. You know, this is our first time playing with, you know, playing together. You know, we almost halfway through the season. Um, we are halfway through the season, and we, we just keep trying to you know, get better every day. You know, we emphasize on the little things, and uh, we're just preparing for you know later on in the season. You know, one thing that happens when you get a lead that big, you get a chance for all the young guys to get out there. Markeith just wondered if anything stood out to you uh, as those guys got that burn in the fourth quarter. It's, it's more so like uh, you know we kind of play pickup every day, so it's kind of like that. You know, uh, 
lot of these guys, uh, a lot of us play a lot, so you know, a lot of us are in shape. It's just normal, you know, a normal practice day when those guys are in the game. All right, Marquise, appreciate the time, man. No doubt. All right, that is uh, Marquise Morris right there with. Uh, with uh, Mike Trudell. Sedano, LZ, and Cap are giving away cash to register. Text the word MISSION to 40705. Then listen weekdays at 430 for your name to be announced. If you call back within 20 minutes, you win. Uh, Lakers over the um, Lakers over the Golden State Warriors, 117-91, to the final score. Uh, coming up next, uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. We'll get a chance to hear from him. Stay right here. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Here's Brad Wanamaker into the front court. Wanamaker blocked by Damian Jones, who flew in from the weak side. So he's making the most of his opportunity. Think he's impressing the coaches over there? Hope so. I just like his size. Yeah, I hope they give him a second 10-day contract after this one. The defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance, and only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit savewithadrianas.com today. Adriana's Insurance, more options, no contracts, just savings. Kind of cool to see Damian Jones get some playing time tonight. Kind of cool to see him get two block shots. And the Lakers' defense, two straight games. They hold Portland under 100. They hold the Warriors to 91 points. Uh, that's great momentum for the Lakers. Big picture here with just two games left before the All-Star break. By the way, this game coming up on Tuesday against Phoenix, um, it's going to be a tough one. I got a feeling, you know, for the Phoenix Suns, they're within striking distance of the Lakers and the Clippers in the uh, in the Western Conference. So just kind of paying attention to that, uh, it could certainly, certainly impact um, the Western Conference standings. Lakers get these next two. That'd be obviously a, a fantastic end to the first half of the season. Um, all right, uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel on the Lakers 117-91 to win over the Golden State Warriors. Hey, Frank, what are the indicators for you that the defense is doing what you're looking for and, uh, and kind of executing at a high level? I think the communication and, and deflections are the first thing. You know, how active we are, weak side. Um, you know, we had the uh, last two games we're playing against, you know, players in Damon Steph that, that require double teams constantly all night. So um, you really have to be active. And, um, you know, I think the communication and deflections are the two biggest factors for me. And, and then just generally without AD, LeBron was talking about, of course, it's going to take a little time to find the rhythm and to, for guys to know how much to step up and where. Uh, what have you seen on that front over these last two? Yeah, we've, we've sort of tweaked and adjusted uh, each game that's gone by, uh, whether we're winning or losing. And, uh, you know, just look for – for subtle, subtle ways to uh, to adjust what we're doing and uh, find a, a little bit of a new identity. You know, obviously you lose somebody like Anthony, you change somewhat. Um, you know, so we're continuing to work through that and uh, we'll continue to, to adjust. And, um, you know, it's been great to have Dennis back in the lineup the last two games, give us a huge left. Dan? I think Dennis was something like plus 38 
if I'm looking at that. Hold on, let me pull 32. it. Plus 32, just some absurd number. Most of it in the first quarter. Um, was it just his pace, you think, or, or, or sort of his overall sort of thrust on both sides of the court? I don't know if that's a good word or not, but but what was it? Well, our, our starters played terrific. You know, I, I think that's a, a part of it. Every time you look at a plus minus, it's, you know, it, it's the player, but it's also the group that he's out there with. And, um, you know, I think our starters had a, a mindset to, uh, you know, make sure we took care of business uh, against the team that stole one last time they were here and really came out motivated in that first quarter. Dave? Mike, how do you feel about the job you do uh, punching the clock when you win the game and you only have to play LeBron James 24 minutes? I sleep better at night, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, we want to make sure that we're managing him uh, the best we can. Um, he wants to be in there and, uh, you know, you respect that about him. So, um, you know, you just got to make sure that, you know, as the games go by, uh, you try to stay away from overtime. You know, that's been the biggest problem with the minutes for us is, is all the overtime games we, that, that we've had. But, you know, you welcome nights like this where you can uh, keep those minutes low. Kyle? Frank, um, it, it, especially at the end of that first quarter, it seemed like LeBron especially was so disruptive to what the Warriors wanted to do. Um, when you look at these past two games together and what you guys have accomplished defensively, how much has familiarity and just knowledge of the opponent played a role? Uh, yeah, I mean, we played a whole series uh, of this, uh, this defensive coverage last year against, against Portland. Uh, and then some of the, the movement stuff with Steph, uh, our coverages are similar uh, to the way we guarded Duncan Robinson in the finals. You know, so there is a familiarity piece with um, you know, those two playoff opponents that we had and these last two opponents we had in the regular season. So, um, you know, when the group is connected and we're working with the new guys, uh, you know, to, to learn these schemes, um, you know, it just helps us be a step sooner to things. You know, I think you saw that tonight. Last three, Rashawn. Yeah. So when I, before I cut off, I was just saying, uh, you know, after, you know, losing the four, of course, what, what's changed? Uh, it seems everybody's a little more fired up. You know, shots are starting to fall. Just wondering if anything clicked after those losses or? Yeah, well, I mean, we're just staying the course. You know, I mean, we're uh, we're believing in, in one another. We're going to have rough, rough patches uh, throughout the season. I remember going back to start the season saying there's going to be some ugly nights with the quick turnaround. And, you know, um, we hit that stretch just then when, when Anthony and then Dennis goes down. Uh, get into a little bit of an adjustment period. But, we, you know, we keep grinding, uh, stick to our principles, make subtle tweaks. And, um, you know, obviously getting back, Dennis back has really helped us. And, um, you know, it's been great to see uh, – well, tonight was great to see Ron, you know, be able to take the fourth quarter off, get some rest. Last question, Dan, has a follow-up. Frank, before the game, we saw AD doing some light kind of on-court shooting and stuff like that. Um, has Is that – uh, I guess, what is that? Is that new in his progression? And is there anything else that he's been doing? Yeah, it's, light, it's just light shooting. Um, you know, we're still on track to, uh, you know, for the four-week plan. All right, that's uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel on the 117-91 win over the Golden State Warriors. Um, kind of keen on uh, this specific game to see some of the contributions from a few of the players that I've, I've talked about but I, I really do think the Dennis Schroeder, getting him back in the lineup, I want to kind of simplify it here, it just changes everything for the Lakers. And when AD does come back, 
that's going to take the Lakers to another level. And it is still incredibly early in the season. When I'm, what I'm referring to there is you still got to get through the grind of March, obviously the grind of April, and then May is when the playoffs are going to start. I like the position that the Lakers are in. I, I mean, I, I don't know how you could not like the spot that the Lakers are in under all the circumstances. So keeping in mind some of the injuries, Dennis Schroeder misses those four games. Uh, and, and this is going to be the case with every team that's out there. Uh, Utah has been incredibly healthy and has took complete advantage of their health, and they're playing great basketball. But you can look at that second-half schedule and really start kind of determining when there's going to be some statement games for the Lakers. Two against Utah. I think it's April 17th, April 19th. you still got two more left against the Clippers, Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee. So there's going to be plenty of tests left, but just being where the Lakers are as the dust is kind of starting to settle over the first half of the season – uh, it, it feels like it's a great position to be in, and uh, you know, obviously, still a lot, a lot of work left for the Lakers. Um, all right, your phone calls when we come back: eight seven 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 ten ESPN plus. We'll get a chance to hear from Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma, another double double tonight, by the way, twelve points and eleven rebounds. This is the Pizza Lakers post game show on seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars and bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Points in the Paint all season long is sponsored by Vista Paint. Right now, local residents can take 40% off on factory direct high quality Vista Paint products. A Vista Paint team member will show you how. Locally owned, manufactured, and operated since 1956. Vista Paint. Lakers win 117-91. to They also win points in the paint. 54 to 46. Uh, that was actually one of Michael's keys trying to take advantage of some of the size that the Lakers have and certainly interior defense, not a strength of the Golden State Warriors. You know, it's interesting. I, I mentioned that Steph Curry had just 16 points in this game. How about Draymond Green? Six points, two assists, one rebound. Uh, Draymond was coming off a game on Friday where he had 19 assists against Charlotte. So, uh, that's such a key piece right there. The Lakers finding ways to kind of take Draymond Green out of the uh, out of the game, and like I mentioned, for Steph Curry, 16, Steph's averaging 30 a game to only have 16, five of 13. I know he only played 26 minutes, and this game was pretty much out of reach by the time halftime uh, came about. I, I still think just a solid defensive effort on uh, on the uh, on specifically on Draymond Green as well. Uh, let's take a quick phone call here, Moses in LA. Moses, what's going on? What's up, Alan? Um, I would like to talk about um, Damien Jones, our new addition. All right. Um, you know, I, I will say this on Damon Jones, because I'm going to hit on this one real quick. I don't know what's going to happen because it's just a 10-day contract. Um, but he had an opportunity tonight to do something, and I think he you know, kind of turned some heads for a quick second. Whether, whether that means he's going to get another 10-day contract or not, I have no idea. Um, whether he will be a part of the rotation down the road, I have no idea. But at least tonight, <laughs> I, went, I know I went out of my way to point out what, uh, what, what Damian Jones did. I know I went out of my way to make sure that he was getting uh, proper credit for his two blocks, his eight points, three of three from the field. Uh, by the way, another player who had, 
I think always just find ways, and, and you know this is something every Laker fan has been waiting for. They just want to see it on a consistent basis. Uh, Kuz found ways to be effective tonight as well. Ended up with 12 points, ended up with 11 rebounds. Let's get Kuzma's thoughts on this 117-91 uh, win over the Warriors. Hey, Kuz, what do you think you guys figured out defensively and just in general rhythm-wise of playing without AD over the course of the last couple of weeks that seemed to show up more in these games against Portland and Golden State? Oh, man, we just got Dennis back. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. We got, uh, you know, a ball hawk out there. Uh, just another person that's, uh, you know, you know, we're outside of, you know, having AD and him out. Those are two probably best defenders. So getting him back has really helped us out uh, with him pick and roll. Um, uh, you know, uh, just having another person out there with uh, great defensive instincts uh, on that end just really helped us. It's something that we've missed um, at the guard position. So, uh, you know, it's helped. Hey, for you individually, it seemed like you were able to match the production that you were having as a starter, even though coming off the bench. How much has is, is your mindset evolved to, to regardless of kind of you know, starting, going back to the bench, back and forth as it's been for you the last couple of weeks? Um, you know, just because I, I just got to control what I can control. Uh, I can't control if I start, uh, come off the bench, uh, you know, uh, shoot the ball, whatever. You know, I just control what I can control. And uh, that's where I'm at right now. Dave? Kuz, what did you think of Damian Jones' debut for you guys today? Um, man, I think he's got a shot to be here if he can, uh, if he can just do what he did out there. Um, be a lob, a lob threat, uh, got a big-time block. Um, I don't know how many minutes he played, but, uh, you know, might have been seven, eight minutes, but had three rebounds in that time, and, you know, that's a good rebounding rate. So um, if, he, if he can do those things in small stints, uh, he's got a chance to be here. Maria? Uh, hi, Kyle. Your team has struggled over the past few games, and now we're finding their rhythm once again. So what do you think makes this team special? Um, what makes this team special? Um, you know, we just got champions on this team. That's what makes it special. Um, we got people that have uh, been in the foxholes with each other. Um, you know, we've been uh, together for the past two years a, a lot, um, and, you know, we know each other's games. And, we know how to play off each other. So, I, I like the way uh, Kyle Kuzma just explained right there, too, about Damian Jones just keeping it simple. Yeah, If he can get some production like that, then he might get some opportunities on this Lakers team. And, and certainly for, for one night, he had his opportunities and, and made, the, uh, made the best of it. Um, so there was a game earlier today between the Clippers and the Bucks. Um, Clippers lost that game, so they're 24-12 and 12 now. Phoenix won earlier today. They're 22 and 11, and then everybody's chasing the Utah Jazz in the NBA. They're 27 and 7. Um, listen, I I don't know if the Lakers are gonna eventually catch the Utah Jazz in the NBA standings, and I know we still got a long way to go. But as you know, you 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 let the season progress. I think a team like Utah, the number one seed in the Western Conference, is going to mean everything to them, and they're going to do everything they possibly can. Uh, for that number one seed, where I think for the Lakers, that's not exactly the case. But to be sitting with the second best record, you know, the Eastern Conference is interesting because Philly's at 22 and 12, Brooklyn's at 22 and 13, Milwaukee's at 21 and 13. Um, 
those are really the three teams that is the dogfight where if you're looking at, all right, who would have home court in the NBA Finals, all these teams are bunched together. And Lakers, you could say, are in that mix. Utah's in their own – they're in their own world, their own category. Um, but you, you just still have to feel good about being this far into the season and still kind of seeing the Lakers hanging around with the elite of the elite in the NBA, even with some of these injuries and everything else. And, and I've been the one – you know, barking away saying that it's still February. It's not that important right now. Lakers are going to be fine. What I'm really referring to is I'm not saying that I want the Lakers to not pay attention to the regular season. Of course you do. Of course you want the Lakers to win as many games as possible. They had a number one seed last year, and I I know we ended up in Orlando, but that was important because um, people were mentioning before COVID that we thought, okay, home court in Milwaukee or home court versus Denver or some of those other teams, you wanted to have home court. This season, I think, will play a little bit different of an effect. Other teams, it will mean everything to them. I think the Lakers can go win a road game. No questions asked against any team in the NBA. But with all that said, um, like I said, you only got the Utah Jazz in front of you. That's it. There's no other teams that are in front of you. Um, and you still get a chance to play you know, a lot of these teams again in the second half of the schedule. The game against Phoenix, I will say, uh, coming up on Tuesday, uh, Devin Booker, what's he averaging? About 25 points a game. You know, We all know that Chris Paul is um, the leader on that team. Chris Paul is basically the leader on any team that he goes to, but they're playing some good basketball. You know, To be 21-11 and 11 at this point, and they've won eight of their last ten games, They've kind of climbed their way into this mix of top four where everybody just assumed, oh, it's going to be Denver. Um, no, no, no. It's going to be um, you know, Portland. You're kind of throwing Dallas is going to be in the top four mix. That's not the case. Phoenix is sitting in the top four, and I got a feeling that game coming up on Tuesday, that's going to be a dogfight. That's not going to be one of those games where you know Lakers are just going to show up to work and uh, Phoenix is going to let them do whatever they do. No, no, no. That's not going to be the case. Lakers will be in a dogfight against Phoenix, and if you can finish off that game on Tuesday with a W, it also gives you a little bit of cushion from the Phoenix Suns because they're just a game and a half behind the Lakers in the uh, in the NBA standings right now. Uh, Lakers over the Warriors, 117-91 the final score. When we come back, we'll hear from LBJ, the King. Stay right here. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show. On 710 ESPN. 117 to 91, the final score. Lakers over the Golden State Warriors. Just a quick reminder tomorrow, starting at 5 a.m., Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, and Travis. Make sure to tune into that. Lakers talk tomorrow night, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, LeBron James on the night ended up with uh, 19.6 rebounds, four assists, throwing two steals, two block shots. And I think every Laker fan's uh, favorite stat of the night is LeBron only playing 24 minutes. So the Lakers obviously take advantage with the blowout, giving LeBron James get a little bit of rest. Here's LBJ's thoughts on the 117-91 win over the Golden State Warriors. Hey, LeBron, what was the key defensively, uh, not just tonight, but going back to that Portland game? Has there been something that, that's been that's worked collectively there on that end? Um, you know, one thing about it, we – we do a good job of taking our film sessions and um, and applying it to the game situation. I think uh, tonight in the Portland game was two of those instances where we knew that we didn't play our, our the you know the way we're capable of defensively. And uh, you know we watched a lot of film. We broke down some things. Be able to get on the floor, get on the floor as well at a private facility and walk through some things, um, go over some things. And I think it's, it's helped us the last two games. I guess that you could almost think of the same question with AD being out. Have you guys just found finally, uh, I shouldn't say finally, right? It was about five games. Have you, have you found some sense of rhythm there and no, guys knowing where they need to be and where they need to step up around you? 
Uh, I think, yeah. I mean, you, when you lose a, a mega piece like AD, it's going to take some time, um, both offensively and defensively, how we want to play and, you know, and, and what's going to be our rhythm and how we get into our rhythm. And I think, uh, you know, over the last few games, we, we, we've done a good job of trying to, you know, this is where we're going to have the ball. This is how we're going to be effective. This is what we need to run and, uh, and how we're going to, you know, benefit from one another. And I also think that, you know, guys knowing when they're going to play, they know in the rotations, things of that nature. So guys are just staying ready. Obviously, you always got to stay ready, but, you know, um, you know, guys are know their rotations and, and, it, and, it's, and it's worked out a lot for us. Dave? LeBron, you told us that you were going to find a way to figure this thing out because you always tweak your game to what your team needs. And the eye test for me the last couple of games is you play with more physicality and turning defensive plays into offensive opportunities. Has that been the game plan or is that just what uh, has presented itself these last couple of games? It's my job to, uh, like you said, to figure it out and uh, on both sides of the floor. And um, I think defensively, I've just been more, a little bit more active. Um, you know, um, you know, trying to be in the right position where um, that it benefit our team, benefit myself. Um, but I just been um, I just been flying around, and uh, and it's helped out our team, and everyone's been flying around. It helped me out as well too. So, um, you know, I'm definitely not uh, okay with losing, and uh, so it's my job to figure it out what's going to be the best for our team. And you know, we've done a good job of that the last couple games. Dan, LeBron, before the game, um, I asked Steve Kerr kind of. You know, he's an expert at trying to repeat, right? He's done it as a player, as a coach, tons of different times. Um, he said that he felt this might be the hardest circumstance um, with no fans, with games stacked upon each other, of any team trying to repeat. Um, curious, when you look at this past month, uh, what does that tell you about how tough this is going to be and how do you think you guys kind of came through it? Um, I mean, it's been extremely tough. I mean, you have to literally like self self motivate yourself every single day, um, you know, and it's very tough because you, you're playing every other day, if not back to backs and it's not much downtime. So, you know, um, you have to like motivate yourself, and, you know, being here in California, like you said, you know, us and SAC and, and Eclipse and, uh, and GS, um, we don't have the luxury of having fans right now. Um, you know, I've been watching a lot of games of late and, you know, there's been 1,500, 2,000, you know, whatever the case may be in the fans, and it just gives you an extra boost. Um, so I'm just waiting, uh, hopefully sooner than later. Uh, I would love for us to, to start having fans here in California, especially here at Staples. Um, you know, it's, it's just adds so much for, for us um, and also to see our fans too. But, um, yeah, it's very challenging. And uh, like I said, you just got to have you gotta have that self-discipline and that self-motivation um, to know that you're going out there and you just have to be able to use your teammates, use yourself and, you know, and uh, to, to, to get the energy. 18 plus years, LeBron, what self motivates you still? Um, because at the end of the day, there's some kids out there that are still watching me. Um, they're watching the way I play the game of basketball. Um, they're reading the narrative of, um, you know, will I be tired or, uh, you know, am I satisfied and things of that nature. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to give, uh, them an excuse, no matter the circumstances. Um, you know, you still go out there and, um, you know, you still go out there and play as hard as you can, um, give the, give your, you know, your life to the game because the game will give it back to you. So, um, I have a, I understand I have a responsibility that's beyond myself, uh, when I hit the floor. Okay. Last three, Kyle Boone. Hello, LeBron. Um, obviously, you guys played Portland in the playoffs last year, and Golden State is a team that, that you know well with players that you know very well. 
defensively, how much has that uh, familiarity that you guys have and perhaps you personally have with those players played into the performances you've had? Um, well, I mean, we've uh, our coaching staff has done a great job putting together a game plan and we've just tried to execute that. Um, I definitely got a lot of familiarity with uh, obviously with GS, you know, and, and uh, some of the players that they have on the floor because of our in the last 10 years, obviously. Um, but also, you know, with Portland and the series that we had with them not too long ago. But, you know, for me, I, I kind of um, always try to keep myself uh, you know, familiar with whoever we're playing uh, by watching film and, and diving into things that they're going to do and, and just to put my team in a position to be successful. Is it kind of fun when the, some of the, your study pays off in those anticipation steals, blocks, th- things like that, where you it's what you study, not what you see right in front of you on the yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it puts you in front of, you know, it gives you an opportunity to be ahead of some plays as well. Some of it is reading and reacting now, you know, obviously, but, you know, to be able to be in a position where you can, uh, you know, be there before the, you know, the actual action takes place because you've broke down the film and you've watched it, it helps out a lot. Bill Orm. Sounds like some crutches, didn't it? Hey, LeBron, this is going to be a little off topic, but um, obviously, you know, 17 straight all-star games for you. Do you, um, sorry, feedback. Um, I'm wondering what you remember about your rookie year when you played in the rookie challenge in LA and what that first all-star uh, weekend experience was like for you. Um, it was incredible. Uh, first of all, I'm a kid from Akron, Ohio, and uh, I was in Los Angeles for my first all-star game. Um, and, and that was an incredible, um, you know, moment for myself, for my family um, to be here. Um, obviously I wanted to be in the all-star game. Um, <laughs> still kind of irks me a little bit, but I got over it. Uh, but, I, you know, uh, it's just being here and being around Melo and D-Wade and, and the rest of the guys and, um, you know, just being a part of the festivity, something I watched my whole life. You know, I was like, wow, how great it'd be to be a part of All-Star Weekend and for it to be my rookie year and for me to be, um, you know, um, in the rookie, you know, rookie challenge. Um, it was something that I probably would never forget, um, you know, and I got an opportunity to wear some some dope shoes that night, too. Um, you know, the Zoom Generation 1 Wheats. Uh, that's one of my favorite, uh, sneakers of all time. So I was just like, I was just hyped. So, um, it's a long time ago. So long, that's it's like, it's like the mic and drill is so long ago. So, uh, I'm happy though. <laughs> Last question, Rashawn. Hey, LeBron, uh, coach Vogel talked, he went all the way back to, you know, those overtime games and, and how maybe some fatigue set in for you guys during that four game skid. How much was a night like tonight needed where, you know, a big win and, and you only have to play 24 minutes? Um, well, I mean, you take it for, you know, for what it is. And, um, you know, we was able to take care of business. So it allowed, uh, you know, a lot of our big guys not to play many minutes. And, yes, we played a lot of minutes because of so many overtime games we've had this year. But, um, you know, you take advantage when you can. You know, um, you prepare as if you got to play 48. And, you know, you, you let the game dictate, you know, the, the game. So, Tonight was that was not needed. It was half a 48 for myself, and uh, and I'll take it. So, um, you know, now it's time to uh, start preparing for Tuesday. All right, that's uh, LBJ right there. Yes, 24 minutes for LeBron in the 117-91 win over the Golden State Warriors. And just as important, you got two games left before the All-Star break, so then the rest of the team can get a little bit of rest, specifically LBJ. Uh, next broadcast this Tuesday, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and the Phoenix Suns should be a really, really good game coming up on Tuesday. Phoenix just a game and a half behind the Lakers in the NBA standings. Uh, pre-game coverage uh, this uh, for this game will start at 5.30. Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock 
Uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm Alan Sliwa, and this is the Pizza Out Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN.